Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're so happy that you can all join us today. It's truly a blessing for us to be able to communicate to so many of you around the world all together. This is one of those great uses of technology, isn't it? It doesn't matter where in the world you are. You get to be with each other and share your lives and light. In doing so, it reminds us that we are indeed spirit and one eternal beingness. We wanted to start off our show today a little differently by appreciating a few of the people who make it possible for us to spend this time with all of you this week. We thought it would be great for you to know who is working behind the scenes. First off, for pretty much all of our live shows, we have had our wonderful Voice America lead audio engineer named Matt. Hi, Matt. To thank you for making us sound good as well as helping us along with our timing coming into and going out of our broadcast. If we goof up something in the live show, he even cleans it up and edits it before it gets into the archives for those of you who listen to it later. Then we have audio engineers A-Rod, Josh, and Aaron to thank for the same things for all of our pre-record sessions for our shows that are broadcast when we're traveling. We love everyone we've worked with at Voice America Talk Radio Network. They're wonderful people to work with and do a great job getting us together with all of you. And in fact, if you've ever been thinking about doing a radio show, you should contact them. Of course, we couldn't have gotten our show on the Voice America Network and off the ground without all the great training and coaching for months Mm. from our fearless leader and senior executive producer at Voice America, Winston Price. We're also grateful for Jeff Gerstel, Director of Host Services, who helped us every step of the way in getting our show host site up on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Finally, a big hats off to Jeff Spinard, President of the Internet Radio Division and owner of World Talk Radio, home to Voice America Network, and Ryan Treasure, I love that name, VP of Broadcast Operations. We're sure there's a host of others who work hard behind the scenes every day at Voice America to help us get out there, but we wanted to let all of you know about a few of the ones that we've gotten to work with most, and we've gotten to know them as well over the past year and a half. Just as it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to raise a radio show host. In truth, it takes a village to do anything of value. It's never done by just one person or a few people. Michael and I have deeply, deeply appreciated that all along. Well, appreciation actually plays a huge part in discovering what your aura colors say, which is today's topic of exploration. 
Yes. And most people who are even interested in what an aura is or what the colors in a person's aura might be saying usually think about seeing auras and reading them as just abilities that certain people might have. In our show last week, we talked at length about clairvoyance being an ability that not only everyone has, but was already using all of the time, whether they're aware of it or not. Well, seeing auras is part of our clairvoyant development. But one of the important aspects of developing your ability that you're already using to see people's auras is your sense of appreciation for people. The more you appreciate everyone in your life, the more you're interested in them. It's your interest and appreciation of another person or even creatures, animals, whatever, that brings your awareness to what each is saying or creatively expressing. Have you ever noticed that everyone out there who is an expert animal communicator just happens to love animals? Do you think that you could be a people whisperer if you didn't love people? And of course, I don't think you could love someone without appreciating who that person really is. A person who appreciates wine tends to sip the wine and savor it in many ways. He or she appreciates the experience of tasting the wine. Now, I'm not a wine drinker. I do appreciate ones who do love their wine because I don't have a great appreciation of the drink itself. My tongue just doesn't appreciate it. (laughs) And my tongue is part of me. But I do see a lot of people because I'm not I am not only interested in them, I appreciate them for who they are. It's a little like when you appreciate good hairstyles. You notice people's hairstyles more. What does that mean? When you appreciate people's hairstyles, you'll more likely have (laughs) good hair days yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I'm having less hair days. (laughs) So, eventually, I'll only have good no-hair days. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) More shining. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I find I love and appreciate artwork, which is one of the great loves of my life, even though I'm not a great artist by any means. So, I tend to see more in artwork than someone who doesn't appreciate art. You know, if it wasn't for people like me, artists wouldn't make any money at all, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And so appreciation plays a big part in our learning anything, too. The more we appreciate something, really deeply appreciate it, the more we naturally learn about it. The same goes for people and their auras. Well, I found throughout my life that... The more I loved and appreciated spirit, God, limitlessness, eternity, whatever you want to call that, which is, the more the use of my soul or psychic abilities developed. So in relationship to people, I'm most interested in the spirit that each person is. Then 
since the spirit that each person is expresses itself in the person as his or her aura, so I see that. In last week's episode, Raphael talked about paying attention, playing a big part in our clairvoyant development. What you're most interested in, what you love and appreciate, you pay most attention to naturally, right? So when you're paying attention to and appreciating the spirit that a person is, as you relate with that person, you start to see that light of spirit shining through that person as his or her aura. And probably the easiest and most common way to clairvoyantly see the aura is as bands of colors around that person's body. It's the electromagnetic energy field. It's similar to pure white or clear light passing through a prism and turning into a rainbow of colors. Different frequencies are perceived by the eyes as different colors, just as different frequencies are perceived by the ears as different sounds. Whereas the physical body band of frequencies we can perceive with our physical eyes, you know, sunlight and and the artificial lights in the room, uh, the computer, different things in the physical world. We can see with our physical eyes. Well, the band of frequencies of one's auras is too high of a vibration to see with our physical eyes and can only be seen with our third eye or eye of spirit. Now, a lot of times people, when they first get interested, they're straining their eyes, physical eyes, to, okay, I think I can see a little bit of light around your head, you know, and think that's, they're, they're, that's the way to see an aura. No. You close your eyes is the easiest way first because you have to relax and shift your awareness from the habit of using your physical eyes to see a higher vibration with and shift it to your inner third eye or eye of spirit. Huh. What breaks up the pure light of spirit through the body and through the chakras and through the cells that make up that body acts like a... Uh, Chakras in the cells in the body act like very sophisticated, complex prism and refracts that one light of spirit into the bands of colors we see clairvoyantly around a person's body as their aura. Well, in a healthy aura, a very healthy aura, each of the seven major layers of the aura is distinct and has its own layer. The colors are in the right layer and and doesn't uh, bleed over to another layer. And so if a bleeding of one of the aura colors is seen in a person's aura from one layer of color to the other, ah, that means there's a tear or a hole, something broken. There's a disruption in that person's aura. And what can cause such a tear or hole in someone's aura is a strong 
what we call a whack of energy. <laughs> W-H-A-C-K. Yeah. Whack. Whack. <laughs> Every time I hear that word, I think of that old game in the video uh, arcade parlors. Uh, not video game, but... Whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole. <laughs> Poor moles. Anyway, uh, but, you know, people do that a lot, especially in this high-stress society you know, whether they're driving and somebody cuts them off or uh, they don't get what they want or it takes too long and people get angry, frustrated. They throw a lot of energy around. And especially people who feel entitled, you know, I'm the customer, I'm the this, I'm the boss, I'm the blah, blah, blah. And I demand blah, blah, blah. And they get really angry and they throw their, when we say people throw their weight around, well, we're talking about is they're just whacking their energy around and throwing a lot of energy at people. And so... It's worse than snowballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it hurts a lot more than somebody throwing you a snowball. And if you even unconsciously, consciously or unconsciously, resist that energy whack, then it can do some damage in your aura. If that tear or hole... Uh, isn't repaired and healed for a long time. It can turn into a serious physical problem in the body. Or it could manifest as confusion and fear. You don't know what's going on and you're out of it and all that stuff for a while until you repair that aura. And it's, it's not hard to do. But the best thing is... Uh, Raphael's talked about this a lot in different shows, being a body of class. It's just letting everything pass right on through, not resisting. But then, on one hand, that's easier said than done because most resistance that we're in, we're unconscious of it. We don't know until something like that happens. And if you do get hurt and you do have a difficulty when somebody throws you energy, then you know Oh, there's unconscious resistance in you. You you don't consciously fight it, but somewhere underneath it all, unconsciously, you're fighting the energy. And you don't like it, you're fighting it, you're trying to change it, so you're resisting. So that's when it's important to just let go and just go, okay, I'm just not going to resist it, I'm going to let it pass right on through. It's also called forgiveness. Yeah, It's just letting it go. I like to compare it to a sunbeam going through a window. Now, it's one thing to see colors in a person's aura, but what do those colors mean? Well, I recall seeing auras around people from when I was about four years old. That's, you know, I could remember back then. But it became prominent after one day I decided that the sacred geometry in people that I was seeing all the time in, in, when I was really little wasn't helping me get into communication with them. So at around age six or seven, one day I just said, this isn't working to myself. And all that sacred geometry I was seeing all the time pop up between me and somebody else that told me a lot about that person, what's going on, disappeared for a while. And when it did, then I start to see auras up, you know, front, close and personal, so to speak, very vividly. And so 
that kept going until I did the same thing. I said, hey, this isn't helping. Nobody understands me. Nobody talks to me when I start talking about their aura. <laughs> I was talking about their colors, right? So anyway, uh, I when I did see the colors as a child, since I didn't have a lot of, you know, wisdom, a lot of life experience yet, it's mostly on a feeling level. Like I'd see the colors and I know, oh, this person is having a hard time with something or someone or that, oh, this person's really sad or really excited or really happy about something. So it's more general. I remember that one time I could see my, my kindergarten teacher was not only sad, but I saw specifically she was sad about what she was experiencing, going through in her marriage and something to do with her husband. But being a, what, four or five-year-old, you know, I don't know a whole lot about that kind of relationship. And so I'm going, okay, she's sad about something happening in her marriage. And I tended to read people's auras on a more emotional level at that time. Why? Because I appreciated what people were feeling way more than pretty much anything else since I was feeling everything so intensely and of course children are more emotionally oriented to start with well our first break is coming up so i'll remind you to check our website michaeltamora.com we have a combined website for both of us and tamora is t-a-m as in mary u-r-a so michaeltamora.com for all our upcoming events besides our fun and illuminating current teleclass series living your psychic life every day bringing your heaven onto earth which is part of our you might be more psychic than you think series we've got a weekend of exploring your out-of-body experiences in astral life in Los Angeles area, Calabasas, coming up May 4th and 5th. That's right around the corner. We have our super set of amazing workshops and a weekend seminar in gorgeous Basel and Zurich, Switzerland, June 5th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. And of course, we have our July 13th to 15th Kona, Hawaii mini retreat seminar weekend, a dolphin swim cruise, and Michael's fabulous birthday celebration that will be an experience you'll cherish. Check them all out. Join us and step up your life. When we return, we'll continue with What Do Your Aura Colors Say? Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, Tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to all our friends and faithful listeners, we want you to know how much we love and appreciate each and every one of you, even if we don't know you personally. So, what do your aura colors say? We'll be able to take a couple of callers today. We forgot to tell our engineer. I hope he's listening. <laughs> so, if you have a question about the colors in your aura or you'd like to us to give you a spot reading on a couple of your colors in your aura, call us at the Voice America studio during this show. Here is the phone number. Get a pencil or pen. one 346 one 1-888-346-9141. All right. So Michael was talking about some of his childhood experiences with uh, aura colors. I wanted to mention... Uh, just a little experience I had as a high school kid. Um, I remember sitting in economics class, and there were there were no pictures on the wall or anything. It was just kind of a bland wall behind everybody, and they had half the class on one side of the room and half of the class on the other side facing each other, and I was in the front row. So I was directly facing everybody across from me, and I remember seeing these brilliant gold it was either gold or blue colors that were very tight around the body now this is not part of the aura this is a a part of the body energy that can be seen with the physical eyes under certain circumstances such as being against a very bland or even dark wall Um, sometimes people who teach about looking at auras have have someone stand in front of a dark wall or a curtain or something like that and then have people stare at them. Well, I was bored to tears in this economics class. I didn't like my teacher and I didn't like the subject. So I was just really interested in noticing about half the people had this blue, very vibrant blue color and about half had about a a gold color. 
And I always wondered what that meant. So once I became, I learned to read auras, I learned that this actually wasn't part of their aura, even though I knew about auras even in high school, that the aura is like a big bubble around them. If a person is standing up, it looks like an egg. And if they're sitting down, it looks more like a round bubble because it kind of condenses when they sit down. And the colors can be... Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The colors, like Michael was describing, can be very distinct from each other. That's a very healthy aura. Or they can be slightly blended or really murky and dark, usually indicating illness or or a lot of energy in that person's space. So, Michael, I'm going to hand this over to you. You had some more to say. Yeah, well, you know, seeing the colors in a person's aura is just part of it. And when I was growing up, you know, I saw colors left and right. But it wasn't until much later in my early 20s that I began to learn how to interpret those colors intuitively. It's not intellectual interpreting. You know, it's not like memorizing, okay, this color means this and that color means this. And so I'm seeing this color in that person. So look it up in uh, my memory or look it up uh, in the a color chart, what does that mean? No, it's not that kind of interpretation. It's instant interpreting through your intuitive knowingness. So you see the color and you immediately start to get a, what would you call it, like a download of information on what that color means in that part of the aura and in that way it's it's being expressed in that person. So, Yes, there are certain generalities you can start to learn in uh, various colors. Like, say, uh, when I was a little kid, well, from the time I was a little kid to today, (laughs) and still going on, (laughs) I was always, uh, I always attracted and was also drawn to what I called the green people. (laughs) (laughs) And these weren't Martians. (laughs) These were human beings. And um, adults as well as children, uh, women as well as men, they're green. And I called them the green people when I was a kid because a certain shade of green was so prominent in each of these people's auras. Not everyone had that. Ah, in fact, that particular kind of green is quite rare uh, in many third world countries and in areas of the world where there's great strife, you know, like war-torn areas, where survival is the predominant aspect of most people's lives in those areas. Then you don't see this type of green in people's auras. I'm sure people would be curious about what colors you would see. In those areas. Oh, in those areas, uh, in all my travels, a lot of predominant colors were like yellow, you know, and and um, uh, certain kinds of blue. Uh, yellow, well, we'll get into this a little bit more, but yellow is, is varying types of uh, everything from the intellect. The darker uh, yellows, heavier yellows are intellectualizing people going, why is this and why is that and why can't I and why don't I and why why is this and why is this not working? That type of intellectualizing becomes a very heavy type of yellow. And, and then the very light yellow 
very fine light yellow you'll see in a lot of um, uh, like sages and people who truly reflect on a mental uh, level and and they're really thinking deeply not on a intellectualizing grinding gear type of thinking but very high uh, level of thinking and uh, uh, the, the Confucius of the world so to speak will have this very fine uh, pale yellow and and then you have like the daisy yellow the daffodil yellow uh, a lot of kids at the playground having fun there it's very it's a fun uh, enjoyment happy energy and cheerful energy is this kind of a, a daisy type yellow so even in the spectrum of yellows there's you know a huge difference between certain yellows and other yellows just like certain greens and other greens um, uh, when Raphael asking, well, you know, what kind of colors have I seen in in a lot of uh, survival-driven uh, places where the majority of people are just, you know, they're trying to to survive day to day, and you see a lot of uh, uh, dark, uh, like brick red colors, you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of angst uh not angst but it's more like uh their vital energies being confined to you know go get food where are we going to get food and and things like that and then uh dark blues uh especially if it's in a country uh governed by a very uh dictatorial regime that dark blue is very uh control um, what do you call it? Social interactions are all controlled, and regulations. Everything's regulated. Uh, so that's interesting, isn't it? You'll see that, like in a very regulated place, like the military has the dark blue uh, uniforms a lot of times. And so anyway, uh, our our wardrobe comes from a lot of this. Fashion designers are very psychic, you know, and they're very clairvoyant, and they start to tap into certain colors to express certain things uh, in people's clothing, for example. Yeah, I notice when the economy is down, you see a lot of olive greens and dark colors. And um, so during my first trip to Egypt back in 1980, I think it was, when I was one of the leaders of a group of clairvoyants, I was sitting in the back of the second tour bus. There we, we had two bus loads, no, tour bus loads of 40, 42 psychics in each uh, bus. I mean, it was all clairvoyance in these two buses. So we had about 81, 82 people. And I was sitting in the back of the bus. <laughs> and I was laughing at everybody in our bus. And I looked at the bus in front of us, same thing. And I was making a comment. Oh, these tour buses are just full of all green people. And I was laughing at everyone in our bus and telling them they were all in such a huge growth period. That's what this particular green means. You're growing on a deep spiritual level and a deep psychic level. So that's why uh, people in 
you know, everyday survival type of uh, existence don't have the luxury of growing in this deep manner. They're just trying to hang in there and get through the day. But to to go into a, a real fundamental change, like in a growing positive change, you have to you have to be able to get out of that survival and go, wait a minute, what's life really about? I need to I need to know myself more. Then when you start to go in deeply like that into your own beingness, then everything changes. And that's why when people go through these types of growth, they're confused until they start to know what's going on. Because things seem like, to a person in a growth period, it seems like their life is falling apart or they're falling apart. Well, it's not that they're falling apart, nor is it that their life is falling apart. What's falling apart is the old structures that they've been embedded and programmed into, the limitations and rules and regulations of society or of the family or whatever, they're breaking free from some of that. And when you start to break free from some of that, literally, you know, depending on how much you've had investment in it or how much you were fighting all that, when your energy starts to come back to you and it's no longer in those structures, it's going to feel like everything's falling apart in your life. And you're going to, unless you're aware of what's going on, you're going to feel confused. I don't know who I am anymore. That is a very good sign. Because who you were before wasn't as much who you really are. It was who you're supposed to be, who you were taught to be, who you had to be to survive, and things like that. And so when that starts to break apart, you're actually making a huge step to becoming more the real you. Okay, that's the first step to the toward being the real you, which is really the purpose for each of us here on Earth is to learn, discover who we really are and be and live as that real immortal soul. So anyway, back to this Egypt story. I'm joking that every our bus looks like we're all sitting in a bus full of green jello on an energy level. <laughs> so I was laughing. Then I noticed that somebody's making a bigger racket than I was outside. And so I look over and there's this tall long, disheveled-haired, tall, uh, homeless Arabic man in rags was pointing at us and walking from one bus to the other and back as he pointed. And he was yelling something that sounded to me like Arabic over and over like a mantra. So I went up to our Arabic tour guide and asked her if the man was speaking in Arabic. And she wasn't too happy that that this homeless man was making a ruckus around our buses. But she said to me very dismissively, oh, yes, yes, Arabic. And then she went on to wanting to talk to somebody else. <laughs> Didn't want to be bothered. So, so I persisted. I asked her, what was he saying in Arabic, if he's saying Arabic? And she pointed circles to her head, or to temple, you know, how you do. And she said, crazy, crazy, man, local, crazy, crazy. And I said, that's fine. But I asked her if he was saying Arabic words, even if he were crazy, 
would you translate it for me? And she rolled her eyes and she just kept on saying, no, no, crazy, nonsense, nonsense. Doesn't make any sense. He's crazy. So I persisted. I said, but he's saying Arabic words, right? She said, yes, yes, Arabic. And I said, please, humor me. Translate what the words are, what the words are uh, that he's saying in Arabic. And so she rolls her eyes and she's starting to think I'm nuts. And she translates, uh, yeah, nonsense. He doesn't make any sense. He's saying, you're all green. You're all green. You're all green over and over and over. And so I whooped it up. I thanked her and then got on the, I, I grabbed the microphone uh, for, in front of her uh, for the bus. And I said to the, announce the bus, I said, hey, everybody, that guy is in Arabic saying, you're all green, you're all green, over and over as he's pointing to all of us. And everybody broke up in laughter because they all knew what that meant. And they knew it was true. And on uh, beyond that, they recognized, oh my God, that this, this destitute, homeless, you know, dirty guy uh, that everybody knocks off as crazy is a wide open clairvoyant. He's, he was seeing better than some of the people in our bus who are trained clairvoyants. Yeah, but he probably ended up that way as a homeless reject because he's been clairvoyant. He's been way too clairvoyant all his life for anyone else's comfort. And he didn't know how to manage his incredible ability correctly. So he became a, a reject of society, or at least of his society, and, and became homeless. But, you know, if, if I had a more cooperative tour guide and we weren't about to leave on that bus for our day trip, I would have loved to have had a chat with this fascinating man, uh, with a translator, who not only saw how green we were all uh, in these two buses, but he knew this was a rare clairvoyant sight in that part of the world. Spiritual growth of this type doesn't show up too often in a place of strife like that, and it doesn't show up in two whole busloads of tourists in most places in the world. So he was amazed. Well, we have our second break coming up. Remember to join us for our popular ongoing teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, Developing Your Soul Abilities for Your Spiritual Growth and Fulfillment. We teach our next teleclass, You Got a Problem? Psychic First Aid, on Saturday, March 23rd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. or 12 noon Pacific Time. And this is in 2019, in case you're listening to this later. Find out all the details and sign up through our March events calendar section on our website, micheltamura.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday, and sign up. Join us for this wonderful teleclass and learn what you can do psychically first whenever you face a problem. When we return, we'll continue to explore what your aura colors say. See you in a bit. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamara. We're grateful to have this opportunity to get together with all of you for this hour of illuminating communication and sharing. Today we're looking at what your aura colors say. And um, I'm really glad Michael talked about the green energy because I too am attracted to green people. Uh, maybe not as much as Michael is. But <laughs> I always crack up whenever I see him come out from some room and he's his whole aura is just vibrating at that green color because he loves green. He likes to create change in his life and, and movement. And that's what that green yes. color really indicates is not only are you bringing in new information, about the direction where you're going but you are moving you're moving through your life and so you know we just went through a physical move from a a city three and a half hours away from here and I think we were a couple of green blobs bouncing (laughs) off of each other quite a bit for uh, at least a few weeks and you know that was more of a physical move but the energy is yeah, very physical very, and emotional too uh, yeah. physical emotional and energetic the energy is very different where we move to um, the grounding is different so you know this is if you've been listening to the show for a while you know that about grounding that connection from the first chakra to the center of the earth and so say if you're in California and you decide to go to Hawaii 
Um, now, both places are volcanic, but Hawaii is, especially the big island, is extremely volcanic. So when you ground there, it's a whole different kind of grounding. Or even when you ground when you're in the water, if you're a, a little iffy about um you know, swimming in the water, you would make your grounding cord lighter so that you still can accommodate swimming in water and being light and floaty, but you're still grounded and here in the body. <laughs> I like to be really grounded in the water so I can go down deeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, very symbolic, isn't yes, it? Yes, and I'm, I'm trying to grow gills so that I don't have to, you know, come up and breathe. <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes I think Michael's a reincarnated dolphin. So, talking about the aura colors, Michael. Yes, <laughs> I'm turning into a dolphin rapidly. <laughs> they have a lot of fun. If you ever swam with dolphins, uh, they're they're great friends to have. Anyway, um, yes, aura colors. Dolphins have a lot of this beautiful blue around them. And they're very, very mathematical in their communication. I hit it off with them right away the first time I ever met them in the water because because they communicate strongly in that sacred geometry. They manifest, they express uh, their their feelings and thoughts, if you can call it that, uh, in geometry, very intricate geometry. And so we get along really well. So anyway... Ah, give yourselves a deep breath. You want to learn to quickly and very simply start to see some colors. Okay? This is a very easy way where you don't even have to directly look at somebody. And we'll start with one of a couple of your own colors. Everybody has a bunch of colors. Now, in general, uh, first what you like to do is uh, I'll have you just close your eyes. If any of you listening want to learn this or do some of this, just close your eyes, sit comfortably in a chair with both feet flat on the floor. Give yourselves a deep breath. Yeah, relax. Always know that, oh, if you're uptight and stressed out and running around like a chicken with the head cut off and thinking about, oh, you know, did I turn off the oven before I left... Uh, my house a month ago, you know, <laughs> then it's not going to, you're not going to be in a place. Remember, that's more like survival. Worrying is survival, right? So then you bring your energy down so you're not going to be in that clairvoyant space. Ah, so you relax and center your awareness. Just be aware in the center of your head. All you have to do is just decide, I'm in the center of my head. I'm aware in the center of my head and just be in the center of your head. Decide that. Just have certainty. In everything psychic and spirit, there's absolutely no effort or concentration or I'm going to do this, you know, that kind of stuff. That just pushes it all away. But if you just relax, have fun. Just go, be like a little kid. Oh, yeah, let's try this. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm in the center of my head. You know how, as a child, maybe a lot of you did this. Mommy, mommy, I'm floating over you. I could see your uh, bald spot from up here. You know, whatever. (laughs) And then, of course, you get into trouble. (laughs) And you learn not to do that anymore. But now you have to train yourself to do that again. 
be a little kid and have fun. That's the way to learn anything psychic, especially being clairvoyant. If you're not having fun, uh, you know, you do not, you do not want to be a serious, heavy-duty clairvoyant. You'll be miserable and you'll make everybody else around you miserable. But if you're fun, if you're, if you're like a kid, you'll have a great time seeing all that you're going to see. And you'll start to inspire people around you. Okay, so, so then, uh, just like Raphael saying, grounding. Remember, those of you who've heard this before, just imagine, and those of you joining us for the first time today, imagine you're sitting on this giant tree trunk, beautiful giant tree trunk, right? We're in California, so redwood tree, sequoia, ah, giant. And you're sitting on it, and imagine the top of the tree trunk is flat and comfortable, and it's connected into your first chakra, the energy center right at the, just above the, you know, like about half an inch, three quarters of an inch above the tip of your tailbone. It's connected. And then the other end, the bottom of the tree trunk is connected to the center of the earth. Just imagine that. Imagine it the way you want to imagine it, okay? And notice what starts to happen. Even though you're just imagining this, you'll notice the energy starts to change subtly. Your experience, you're a little more settled. Be in the center of your head and aware. Now, just imagine an image of a rose out in front of you, like about a foot in front of your forehead. And then just imagine that rose exploding, ah, a flash of light. Imagine that flash of light. Yeah, you could imagine anything. So imagine a flash of light and the rose just disintegrating. It's an image, right? It's not a rose rose. It's an image of a rose. Okay, now imagine another rose. And then imagine that rose exploding in a flash of light. Notice the difference each time you do this. A little bit at a time, you're starting to take charge of this picture-making part of your ability. Okay, so then, now imagine a rose again and let it sit there in front of you about uh, 12 inches in front of your forehead with your eyes closed. Remember, this part, this type of clairvoyance is not using your physical eyes, it's you're using your third eye, your spiritual eye, okay? It's a much, much, much higher frequency of seeing. So your physical eyes are not capable of picking up that level of light, uh, that level of frequency, energy. Okay, so what you're doing by closing your eyes, you know, I don't have to close my eyes, or Raphael doesn't have to close her eyes to see auras and stuff, but because we know we're using this inner eye instead of trying to use our physical eyes to see with. But in the beginning, you want to close your eyes and not only close your eyes, but tell yourself and tell your eyes, okay, thank you eyes for working so hard all the time, but you can rest right now. Uh, I don't need you to, to see anything right now. Okay, so just rest with the eyes closed, rest the physical eyes, then naturally, when you decide to see, see the image of 
this rose you're imagining, huh, you're going to start to move your consciousness, awareness, to a different space, different frequency, different optics, different part of your uh, consciousness, the sixth chakra, the third eye, to look with. And when you start to get, you know, regular, established and looking from your sixth chakra, then it becomes very, very easy to see whatever it is on an energy level, okay? So, but in the beginning, just do that, and then imagine that rose, image of a rose out in front of you, and all you have to do is just go, okay, above that rose, I like a rainbow of colors to show up. That's not going to be like a regular rainbow, which is always the same colors, seven colors. But this is going to be maybe more than seven colors, uh, but it's going to be have seven layers to it. And just go, I want to see the rainbow, however many colors or whatever I have in my aura. I just want to see it as this rainbow. And just imagine that it shows up. Okay? Don't worry if it's right or wrong or really accurate or not. This is practice. So just do that. Just imagine this rainbow of colors appearing above the rose, like a rainbow above the rose, you know? And then as you look, you'll notice, you'll start to recognize, maybe not everything all at once, you know, very vividly, but you'll go, oh, there's a little certain kind of a blue is one of the, one of the uh, arcs of the rainbow. Great. Okay. So, and then, Oh, there's a little yellow, and there's some gold, and there's some rosy red. Ah, oh, okay. Those are colors that, when you do this, it's showing up for you. You know, it sh- shows itself for you because that's what you ask for. And the more your mind becomes clear and settled, then more accurately what you ask for is going to show up right there. But in the beginning, don't worry about it. See it, and then just go, okay, that's great. Congratulate yourself, validate yourself. You don't have to know what those colors mean right now or anything. But then imagine exploding the whole thing. It's just gone. The rose is gone. The colors are gone. And then try it again. Be aware in the middle of your head, center of your head, and imagine a rose and let that rainbow of colors that are truly your colors to show up. Not other people's colors that is mixed in your aura, but just yours. And see what, oh, it's a little bit different maybe this time. And one is a very brilliant red. Okay, good. Then, whenever you find a color, ask, is this really my color? Okay? If you get no, then blow that up and try it again. Until you get your color, one of the colors in your aura. Then that's yours, not other people's colors in your aura. So then, let's say you get this red, and ask yourself, oh, what does this particular type of red mean? What does it say? And just use your intuitive knowing. Don't try to think about it. Yeah, just, red doesn't necessarily mean anger. No, sometimes, sometimes it means high energy. Yeah, this particular red, red that I'm looking at, it's got a slight rosiness to it, and it just means this affection, this love toward a lot of people, a lot of vitality in life. So you start to get little snippets like that, okay? And we're running out of time now? Okay. So, <laughs> so okay, when you finish, make sure you imagine that gold sun and just bring it all the way in. Imagine exploding all the whatever you were looking at so you're clear. And then bring in that gold sun, fill up all the way 
from top to bottom, stretch, bend on over, and just come on out. And come back up to your sitting position. You can open your eyes, and we'll finish this out. Thank you very much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new that you can use every day in your lives. We'd love to have you join us again here on Living the Miracle next Wednesday for our episode titled, Cheer Up, It's Just Energy. Please tell your friends about our show and share it on social media. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael. Tamora, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>